So about um, maybe 10 years ago, I was at Pete and Sam's having dinner. I love Pete and Sam's. And I was in there with a couple that I'm very close with, and they brought their little toddler. And uh, as we were sitting there, if you've ever had dinner at Pete and Sam's, they usually bring over the bread and all these little butter pats, right? And uh, so their toddler, as we were having dinner, um, just started opening all these butter pats and eating them. And their toddler ate, I sat and watched their kid eat like seven butter pats, just raw butter. And so I turned to him and I said, I'm just curious, how much do you guys spend on diapers every week? And I said, don't answer that, I don't wanna know. But this kid it was definitely onto something good. I mean, it, you, maybe you've heard me talk about butter. Julia Child, used to say, look, you cannot mess it up with butter. If you add butter, it's not going to go wrong. And, you know, for each one of us Americans, it's kind of funny because we refrigerate all of our eggs and we refrigerate all of our butter. But if you, those of you that have grown up in farms, you know, you never do that when you grow up in a farm. Farmers never refrigerate their eggs and their butters. And by the way, eggs, did you, did you know, they're not white. Okay, Americans bleach all their eggs. Get me going. It's a pet peeve. But if you get a chance, take some butter and let it sit at room temperature for about three months. Okay? And you will notice that the flavor in the butter completely changes. It's called aged butter. Go figure. And the flavor is much more pronounced. It's awesome. It's so good if you make like shortbread cookies with aged butter. Mmm, awesome. <laughs> the little things in life, right? So pardon the metaphor here, but maybe we can say our spiritual life is a little like aged butter or maybe bourbon, whatever you want to call it. It just takes time to mature. It takes time to mature, and as we get older, for each one of us, part of maturing, or what we call conversion, in order to become good butter, is that we have the courage to look at hard things from our past. All right? We have the courage to look at hard things from our past. In three words, we need to slay our demons. And one of the ways that we slay whatever it is that we struggle with now, if it's worry, discouragement, shame, guilt, uh, porn, uh, whatever it is, okay? One of the ways that we slay whatever it is we're struggling with now is that we go back to where that started. And I often talk about this, but if you think about it, somewhere along the line, Bernie Madoff, Harvey Weinstein, and Lance Armstrong were children. They were little boys at some point, but somewhere along the line, they made the decision to go off the rail. Now, maybe at this point, they're thinking, maybe I need to go back to where that started. I hope they are. And Bernie Madoff's now passed away. But for each one of us, we need to slay our demons and have the courage to do that. You know what? That's messy and it's humbling and when people finally get enough of struggling with the same thing day in and day out, they get to a point of exhaustion and you're like, 
by God, I got to deal with this. Because if I don't, the people around me got to deal with this. Got to slay our demons, right? It's, it's just like, the, the, I always call it the basketball effect. It's like you push a basketball underneath the water and it comes back up and you push it down and it comes back up and you push it down and it comes back up and people have been pushing down the basketball for 30 years. Do you have any idea how exhausting that is? We need to deal with our basketball, whatever it is. And look, we each have them. And often people that deny they have, no, I don't have a basketball. That's your basketball, dude. <laughs> That's it. Maybe you need to have the humility to look hard. Where's, do you have any idea how much happier you're going to be if you slay your demons? <sighs> I feel like you're walking on air. That's how God wants us to be. My peace I give to you my peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives it to you. You know how I'm going to give it to you? I'm going to take your basketball away from you. But Satan wants you and me like a dog that chases its tail. And I'm guessing that some of us here know what that's like. For 20 years, from now, 20 years I've been struggling with this one thing, and it won't go away. You know, in 1953... Bill Wilson, who wrote The Twelve Steps, started Alcoholics Anonymous. He finished The Twelve Steps in 1953. He'd been working on it for a bit. So step eight of The Twelve Steps says this. It says this, and I'm quoting. It said, we made a list of the people that we offended and wounded and decided to make amends with the people that we offended and wounded. There's a tall glass of humility. When was the last time you made a list of the people you've offended in life and wounded and then went and asked for forgiveness? Don't answer that. For many of us, you know, life is humbling. It's messy, right? But God doesn't leave us there. He takes us along. You know, anybody, by show of hands, has anybody ever seen that movie Monuments Men? Anybody ever seen Indiana Jones? Okay, all right. So if, if you've ever seen Monuments Men with George Clooney and Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford, they both talk about how the Nazis used to steal artifacts, right, and art. And it's a true story. They did. They, the Nazis stole over 16,000, 16,000 religious relics and art pieces. Thankfully, most of that has been recovered. One of the things that the Nazis stole the spear that stabbed Jesus in the side. The spear that stabbed Jesus in the side. They stole that. The man who stabbed Jesus in the side, the centurion, his name was Longinus. Sounds like a skin condition, doesn't it? Got a bad case of Longinus, right? So um, he is from, he was from a town in Italy called Lanciano which ironically means spear. So we have his spear. Thankfully, we got it back from the Nazis. It's now in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. But imagine that you have to live with the fact that you stabbed God in the side. 
I mean, can you imagine the shame of knowing that you stabbed the Lord? And yet, Longinus, who was a centurion, when he saw blood and water coming from the side of Jesus, which, by the way, is why we use water and wine at Mass, he completely changed his life, became Christian, accepted forgiveness, and he was eventually martyred for his own faith. He slayed his demon, is my point. He didn't give in to what Judas Iscariot gave in to. Because Judas Iscariot never dealt with his basketball. For each one of us, folks, we, gotta, we have to deal with this. We've got to deal with this. this, this if, if there's something you need to slay, do it. Do it. Do you know, just a little factoid, do you know that right now the earth is turning a thousand miles an hour? Did you know that? Thankfully, we cannot feel it. The earth is turning a thousand miles an hour right now. Why am I telling you this? Because none of us are getting any younger. Time is marching on. So don't kick that can down the road. The earth keeps turning. I keep getting older. Do it. Other little factoid I want to I want to share with you. Did you know that the human brain weighs about three pounds? It's about two point six five pounds. And every human being alive has a brain, maybe with the exception of some of the people in Washington, D.C. <laughs> but all of us have a brain, okay? And right in the middle of our brain, right in the middle, is what's called the limbic system. Anybody ever heard of the limbic system of the brain? Okay. So in the limbic system of the brain, whenever you and I do something that gives us excitement, it releases this drug called dopamine from the limbic system. And the brain remembers the behavior that gave us the dopamine, and it remembers the high from the dopamine, usually from alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, whatever. It's tattooed on the, on the brain. This is why we say that addiction is a brain disease, right? Because we remember. And this is why it's so hard. 70% of addicts, 70% relapse. All right? It takes a long time to change that brain chemistry, but we can do it. So one of the things that we learn from addicts, and one of the reasons why I love working with addicts, is because they understand this little word we call humility. Humility. They understand that we have to slay this demon by changing my thinking and changing my behavior. And I respect that boy. Because they understand, I've been, you know, I've been chasing my tail now for a long time, and I've ruined a lot of people's lives, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to slay my demon. And they do, and they're like, the peace. What, what is it that you need to slay? Not who. Okay, what do you need to slay? You're going to be happier if you do. I'll close with this. You know, one of my heroes is somebody that a lot of people would not recognize as a hero. Chef Anthony Bourdain. I love Chef Anthony Bourdain. You ever seen Parts Unknown? I love Anthony Bourdain. 
So if you know anything about Anthony Bourdain, he, was, he struggled a lot with, he had a former heroin addict, alcoholic, had a rough life, man. Made a lot of bad decisions in his own word, words. So they found his body, as you, many of you know, in 2018 in a hotel room in France. <clears throat> he took his own life. So his best friend found his body, and his best friend is another chef named Chef Eric Repair. He is the chef at Le Bernardin in New York City, three-star Michelin restaurant. And Eric Repair himself had an absolutely difficult childhood, both of them. So he walks in and he finds his friend, and it, you can imagine it deeply, deeply wounded him. And years about three or four years after that, Eric Repair was asked, aren't you mad? Aren't, aren't you just infuriated? And he's, yeah, I went through that. So yeah, I went through anger towards Anthony. But then he said something very important that I'm, I just want to share with you. Eric Repair said this. He said, we do not define a life by one bad decision. We define a life by a thousand good decisions made to heal the bad one. We do not define one life by one bad decision, because we've all been there. We define a life by a thousand good decisions made to heal the bad one. That's what we call slaying our demons. And Anthony Bourdain had his share of demons, trust me. But what I respect about that man is he was open. It's all right there. He was an authentic human being, and that's why people loved him. They gravitated to this guy. And you know what happens, folks? When you slay your demons, we finally deal with it by God. You, you become authentic and real. And I can promise you, and I'll shut up with this, when you become an authentic human being, more so, people will come out of the wallpaper to be around you. They will follow that kind of leader.